Hey, theater fans. We at the Backroom Network sat down with directors Larry Fecho, Chris Barat, and choreographer Jericho Deterior to talk about tips, tricks, and advice for auditioning at Genesis Theater so your audition showcases the best you possible. Enjoy! Welcome, everybody, to the Genesius Podcast. We're calling this the Genesius Difference. Today, we are sitting down with Larry Fecho, Jericho Deterior, and we have Chris Barat representing different aspects of the Genesius board. So we're going to start off with the question, what is the current audition process? And then we'll get into how did you choose this particular process as your season audition? Well, the audition process has changed over the years. We used to do individual you know, per show. And what we decided to do was to do what we call the big audition, which normally happens in early January, where we actually audition all of our productions. The other difference is we audition individually. We don't normally do the auditions in front of everyone any longer, except the junior show. They want the kids to be around each other. And we'll get into why that is. But for this particular thing, for the, for the grown-up shows, why did you choose to change to that format? Because we do so many shows, and we need so many different people, and we needed to get a leg up on getting people committed early on, at least especially for the leads. The chorus are ensemble people. That changes somewhat as we do it. But we, we really like to get people sort of set early on because there are other theaters doing it as well, and we were losing... So we sort of had to compete. So then let's talk about the specifics of the actual audition process. I've never auditioned here at Genesius. I walk in the door. What is going to happen? Well, typically what will happen is when the season is announced and the auditions are up online to be scheduled, the directors will provide sides from the show, scenes and, from and the show. And for those who don't mm -hmm. know, what is a side? Oh, they're the excerpts of the scenes, the dialogue scenes from the show. Um, we'll make them available for download. And we will also make the musical selections available that music directors will have chosen to highlight each character or uh, ensemble that you, you might be interested in auditioning for. So all that will be made available beforehand so you can download it and prepare for what specific shows you are interested in auditioning for. So I don't just come in, I don't do a cut or anything like that. No, like I don't have no. to come up with my own stuff. No, not at all, which is different than other theaters. Some, you know, obviously they might want you to come in and choose something that best suits you, a, a piece of music or some kind of monologue. No, we, we typically are very show specific. We will provide you, okay, for Beauty and the Beast, it is these scenes and these, these songs. For, uh, you know, Rent, it's this, that, the other thing. You know, it's very show specific. And so for the, the movement auditions then... What does one have to prepare? What should someone bring to a movement audition? An open mind. <laughs> right. <laughs> Beyond that, yes. That's a good thing. Um, for, for our dance, our movement uh, dance auditions, we do those are a group yes. activity. So we do have everybody in those um, all at once. And I, there's not really anything you need to be ahead of time. I mean, it's nice if you have dance shoes, but... Eh, if you show up to the audition, we can work through that. Um, and basically, we're just looking for, are you able to work with a partner? Are you able to do any kind of individual footwork? If you've got some dance training, we're able to see that. Um, and we're mostly looking for people who move well on the stage, not necessarily that you can pull off a triple pirouette, but that you can 
move and look smooth and comfortable so that the dancing part of it is seamless with the singing and the acting instead of working hard to add that in afterwards. And so it, will they learn a specific combination while they're in that audition? Yes. So we uh, we teach a little bit of choreography and then we do it together uh, as a whole group until everybody's learned it pretty well and then separate everyone into smaller groups and they'll run it for us twice. And uh, and again, we're not looking for if you get it perfect and we don't do choreography that tries to trip people up. We're just trying to get a general idea of how people move. And that leads into the next question is beyond just the obvious, I can learn a combination or I can learn some music or I can read a side. What are you looking for specifically in an audition that sets someone apart? And it may not necessarily be that they are the greatest actor or greatest singer, but something that they're bringing to you that shows you that this is someone you want to work with. From my standpoint, now, Chris and, and Jericho, you might have other thoughts. I ap- appreciate when somebody comes in and they're prepared, they're dressed, not like in a costume or anything, but at least something that, that represents who they might be, you know, what part they might be auditioning for, dressed well. But prepared, I think, is really key. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what happens so, so many times is people come and, like, we've pro- provided all this stuff, and they're, they don't know what they're saying, what they're doing, they don't know the song, we're teaching the song. That sets them aside right away, right away. So prepared more than anything, and then certainly we look for if they can sing. Can they hit that note? We try to give them with the music. What do we? Well, typically we'll do character-specific stuff. If there's a particularly difficult passage that we know a a particular character needs to, you know, really needs to nail those money notes. Like I remember auditioning for Cats and and for the role of Grizabella, you had to make sure you hit the big belty finish at the end. If you couldn't, then why are you here for that role? So we will pull specific things like that. If you're only interested in an ensemble part, perhaps we'll only choose something that will show off a little range. So, you know, we can we can then say, okay, this person can do soprano, this person can do alto, tenor, whatever, tenor, bass, that sort of thing. But for the leads, it is, it's pretty much character specific. What kind of upsets me sometimes is today with the computer and the phone and the iPad and you can go onto YouTube and you could see you could you know you could watch the whole musical and people still don't come prepared it's it that's frustrating you know it's like why wouldn't you like you know when i was their age i would you know we'd have to walk six feet in the snow to the library and to get, you know, the, to get the cast album yeah, or, or maybe, wait or wait till the record club had it exactly yeah, the columbia record club had it to order it the one, you know? you know, i mean right yeah. now i mean literally all these kids can go to their phone and go oh you know i got it all here I and some don't that's a mistake another thing is that you know we look for like you were saying larry a look Maybe maybe somebody has a great look for a role, and and they they bring that. A lot of times, auditions for anything can can be cutthroat. We've all experienced that. Mm-hmm. So you need to bring your A game. I mean, if you if you want a certain part, show us you want that part. Show us you, you know what you bring to the table for it, and and, and why why we should see you as the best for this role. I, I think Larry, you brought up a good point too, especially for folks who have maybe never auditioned before. What do you wear to an audition? Because the, your answer is going to be different from Jericho's answers for sure. Right. So I'm very curious to hear what each of you think. Mm-hmm. What am I looking for as 
we want to be professional. We want to be. We want to look like we're we're serious about the part, and we respect the people mm-hmm. we're auditioning for. I, I think you know, just nicely dressed. You know, girls. I think in many cases should be in heels, and you know, you know, not like you know stilettos, but you know, a nice character shoe or with somewhat of a heel, a nice pair of pants. It doesn't even have to be a dress, uh, but it could be a dress. But you know, their hair done, some makeup on. You know, a, a, a look, guys. You know, again, not sloppy. Unless maybe, like, okay, the role you're auditioning is, like, I don't know, Rent or something, and you, you want to look more that part, you know, kind of that feeling. But in most cases, you should just be a little bit more together, and uh, you can't believe some of the things we see. Well, <laughs> in, in regards to Rent, you did a – I remember way, way back, Larry, you did a, an extensive callback process, and I remember you saying to people – Come back tomorrow, but I want you to look more like the Bohemian, more like Mimi. Come mm. to me how you th- how you feel Maureen or Roger would be dressed. I remember that because you you wanted to see that look. But in a general, mm-hmm. just coming the first time, you know, just look so, nice. Would you say button down shirt? Yeah. Uh, would you say tie? No, don't need like a tie, like don't a button, you know, like a, like you know, like a, a just a like a shirt like I'm wearing. Business and, you know, casual, business right. casual. Yeah. Just you know. just a, you know, just a little nicer. And then of course when you get to the dance. Yeah, you that's right. that's going to be different. For the dance audition, you need to have clothes you can move in, preferably yoga pants or exercise clothing like that, shoes that you can move around, point your toes in, um, hair pulled out of your face, your phone left at your seat. I can't stand when I see phones on the stage. That's a That's a straight mark against you right away. You know, and again, prepared, warmed up, so you, you know, have stretched ahead of time, so you're ready to move, and you don't have to waste time on that once you're here. That all being said, I think all of us understand how artificial the audition experience can be for both sides of that table, especially because someone's going to be so nervous in front of you. Mm-hmm. How much leeway do you give someone who you are adjudicating, especially someone for the first time that they're in front of you? How much room do they have to get those nerves out? I I personally think that here at Genesis we they don't we don't fun. get more yeah. lax. I yeah. mean I, I think it, we really strive to make sure everybody walking in that door feels comfortable. I mean we joke with them right away. Mm-hmm. You know we let them know. I know you always say Larry about how how you know we're very laid back here, mm-hmm. not to be not to worry. He introduces us. So there's a there's a familiarity and and a, and a bond we try to make really from from the get go. You know we yeah. try to welcome everybody. And I think that's that sets us apart because I've heard some real horror stories, you know, oh, you know, I walked in and so and so didn't even look at me. They were they were on their phone, they were on their No, we always try to to shake hands and, and, and joke, introduce yeah. joke around make mm-hmm. a joke, be funny. Just to try to break that tension. Like you said, Matt, someone's going to come in and, and they're going to, they might even come out and say, oh my God, I'm so scared, I'm so nervous. And we really try to, oh my God, don't worry about it. We're here to have a good time. Just enjoy yourself. Enjoy the moment. I also, I don't want to push new people away, but I also note that, you know, we have a a stable of people who've been working with us for a while. So we're naturally going to lean towards them because they have put their time in here and they're, you know, paid their dues to some degree. So we kind of really, we've cast new people in lead roles. We have done that a number of times. But know that somebody who's been here, whether it's ensemble or whether it's backstage, we're going we're gonna to lean to them a little bit more. But knowing that, that just goes back to bring it. Yeah, bring right. it. Bring yeah, it. Right. Exactly, you know. Yeah, because if you wow us, I mean, <laughs> I, could th- I could think of a girl last year in Thoroughly Modern Millie who had never done a show here before. Mm-hmm. And she got Millie, you know, because she was 
she was the role. I mean, we didn't have anybody in our stable of people that was as good as she was. Um, so beyond just those obvious things, then, what are the most common mistakes you see as adjudicators for someone coming in for an audition, even for the, 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 the seasoned uh, mm -hmm. people auditioning? The seasoned people take it for granted. Yes. Yes. And they should. They take it yeah. for granted that, yeah, that we're they gonna can come in looking whatever and, and not, not knowing. Rolled um, out of bed. Because we know them and they can. And, you know, and, and we tell them this, though. We say, like, bring your A game. You be, you be, be prepared. And then they come and they, they're not any. It's so disappointing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and that and, and this is this is stupid. But but again, you know, we, you know, we said about we, we make it we provide everything online. There's PDFs and you can download people that come in and don't have the stuff with them. Oh, do you have copies of it? I didn't bring that. That kind of frosts my cookies prepare, a little prepare. bit, you know? <laughs> well, you know the other thing I really, and this might be a Larry thing, but I just hate when somebody says, oh, I have a cold. I don't need to know that. I don't mm -hmm. need to know that you have a cold. Just sing the best you can. And I hate excuses. Like, just come in and do your audition. Well, the, the greatest thing I ever heard, I, one of the greatest things I ever heard about that was from, from Betty Lou. She said, you may be sick, but your character is not. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that. I'm going to use it. Betty Lou is taking that. Yeah, no, there, there <laughs> is no excuse. And so for you, Jericho, then again, it's very different. Um, yeah, I think for a dance audition, the two kind of big red flags I see, which is funny because this maybe is going in a different direction than you would, but if I tell you to kick to hip level and you kick yourself in the side of the face to show me how high your leg goes, you show me that you're not going to do what I ask you to do on the stage. That's not a plus. There are situations in dance, I actually in every audition usually try to put a part in where there's a little bit of improv time and that's where you show me how high you can kick your leg not in the parts where I asked you to do something different and then also especially in those improv parts people who freeze up totally I'd rather see you just do something even if it doesn't work and you went for it that's fine throw a little robot in there why not <laughs> rather than just freezing well that's a red flag I'm not going to pick somebody for a dance part if they shows, if again, they stand still and deer in the headlights comfort level we're looking for comfort mm -hmm. level exactly too. And, and absolutely to what you're saying in a directing mode they might read something and we'll say well okay that's great now just do it this way it may not even be the way that you would do it on stage and then they they sometimes don't do it that way we're not seeing that they can take direction so there I, is I guess that's true it yeah. is the same thing you know mm -hmm. and then but that also goes with the seasoned people they might come in and and we know from past experience. Oh, they're not gonna. You know, yeah. They're not gonna take that. Mm -hmm. or, you know, they're not gonna listen. To exactly. That. So, yeah. what advice for the first time people do you have coming in? Other than get the PDFs. Other than you know, bring the right clothes. What research? Research. This is the digital age. I can't tell you how many times, Larry, you have said this to your cast. The resources are out there. There are recordings mm -hmm. out there of entire productions that you can find out there. They're everywhere. You know, in this day and age of CD, you know, nine times out of ten, the entire score is on the CD. It's not like the albums that we have that are cut down. Yeah, when we were when we were younger, yeah, yeah, the whole you know, show the, wasn't on. You know, the whole you can get karaoke versions. Mm -hmm. of Absolutely, most of it. and it's nine times out of ten in the correct keys, things like that. So, but, but more so, you know, I think it's about being prepared, and maybe. Not coming and expecting that you're necessarily – it's the first time you're coming here that you're going to get the lead or the role you want. You might. That may happen. It has happened. What bothers me is people will say – my favorite is they'll mark that they'll be in the ensemble – 
They'll take then, any role. Yeah, and then or they'll take any, and then they don't get the part, and then we don't hear from them. And yeah, and so that that's a that, right away. We're like, you know, we have no interest in you. <laughs> that and it happens. You know? Or the people that say yes, I'll be in the show and commit, and then get a better opportunity elsewhere. Yes, and kind of leave us high yes. and dry. So let's talk a little bit about callbacks and and what that all entails. Well, what we do is uh, we will. You know, if we feel that we need to hear you again and see you again, then we'll bring you back. We might give you specific things. We want you to do this or, you know, really make sure you hit that note or, you know, we try to give them as much information as possible. And then we bring them back. We might have them read with somebody else that we think is right for the other role or whatever. Uh, we've done that. I know when he did Sideshow, Absolutely. it was very involved yeah. with the with the two different uh, pairings, pairings. Of, and that was key. And to really see who looked well, you know, right together. That's, that's another thing I want to bring up. You might not get a role because you don't look right for the role. I mean, it you just doesn't fit. You know, sometimes we have we have gone off of that. We haven't followed exactly what they did in New York, or whatever. We try to to be open minded to all looks and <laughs> and sizes and everything. But it it doesn't, which is why I have a career on the Gen Z yeah, stage. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's true. So you ain't it's just true. whistling Dixie, buddy. Yeah, no. come on. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean that's the thing. You know, you may not get a part simply because you didn't look good with that person. You know, mm-hmm. side of them, or it, it just the match wasn't right, or the energy, or so. There's a lot of reasons why you don't get a role, and and many times it has nothing to do with talent. Absolutely, and that's a key Over thing. Stuff. But this is a great point that I would like to hear all of you kind of talk about a little bit. Is that if you don't get a part, that doesn't mean you're a bad person. You did bad. It's just for that particular role. And how much that can mean for a production going forward that you might think that person was worthwhile and you know we're going to go get in touch with that person or we want to see you back again. There have been numerous occasions where what I had in my mind as a director for a role is not the way I ended up going. Jericho, too, um, <laughs> do you have your sort of stable of dancers that you know you have the back row people, you have the movement people, and then you have the people who can actually do what you ask them to do? Jesus, how do I answer this? Um, uh, yeah, no, abs- names, no names, no, no, no names. names at all. Okay. Um, I mean, absolutely. There are some people who, who clearly have a lot of dance training, who have done tons and tons of musical theater and, you know, just know the drill better. And those people get featured more. But I think dance especially, I deal largely with the ensemble more than anyone else in the show, because generally the ensemble is doing most of the dancing. I don't know. And I think that's what it's heartbreaking for me. And Larry said this earlier, people who won't do a show if they don't get a lead. Sometimes there are some shows where the ensemble does so much more than the leads get to do that, you know, it's really unfortunate to lose people when I think they would really have some great opportunities dance wise to be in a lot of these shows. But yeah, are there people who are featured? Absolutely. We certainly use everybody in the ensemble. I mean, just everyone gets some time on the stage. Um, Everybody gets to dance. We do big production. Almost every show has at least two big production numbers in it where everybody's moving. Everybody's on the stage. I want to throw in, I'll interject though, that I feel out of the three disciplines, the, the thing that is lacking most in local theater is dancers. Absolutely. Okay. We got great singers. We got some really good actors. We sometimes we got both. But dancing is, especially with guys, is not as strong. Not which, which leads right to my next question is, if someone wants to do that, like to really kind of up their game a little bit, 
what do they do? They go to they take dance classes. What would they do? Like, and, and how would you go about doing that? Absolutely, you would take dance classes. You know, and I go on private lessons. If you can take private lessons, so that you have someone who will focus on the kind of dance you need for theater, which is not the same as the kind of dance you get at a lot of dance studios. Everybody needs ballet training, which. Nobody wants to hear, but everybody needs ballet training. Ballet teaches you how to move. It Football you, players take ballet training. Absolutely. It teaches they you body do. awareness, yep. ballet, and, and tap. I mean, there's tap-in shows you don't think it would be in. So everybody should be able to tap, and everybody should have a decent jazz training. If, if you're only going to do one thing, jazz is the way to go. But if you really want to be well-rounded, you need a decent amount of ballet training and you need some tap too. And if a traditional dance studio, you don't want to be part of recitals and all that, which is not really of much benefit to a lot of people in theater, I, you know, I would recommend finding someone to, to give you private lessons. Yeah. When I was a, a linebacker, uh, yeah. ballet was really, key. is that, is that what you kids call it these yeah. days? <laughs> <laughs> Going back to being prepared, what I mean by being prepared is, A, you know the song that you're going to sing. If you can memorize a lot of it, you can still, still have the music with you. You can still have the side with you. But try to know it so you can look down, look up, look down, you know. And also not look us in the eye. You know, you should be looking over us. You know, that's the mm-hmm. other thing. That will also help with the nerves. If you're trying to look in our eyes, that's awkward. And you really and don't know, picture us in our underwear. Yeah, right. Right. At least not I, me. You're <laughs> not the scene partner. I'm not the scene partner. That's right. a good way to put it. Because I know that when we just did, um, you know, these auditions for my Christmas Carol in New York, mm-hmm. and, and the professional actors, they come in and they don't. Making you know, they, a return engagement at Goodspeed Opera yeah, House. It is. Um, Congratulations. And, uh, uh, well, thank you. But the, the actors, what's really cool about it, just even like local actors, what's really wild about the whole thing is some are prepared. There's a level of preparedness. They're good. They all sing amazing. But well, the guy who's playing Scrooge this year, Bob Cuccioli, who was Jekyll and Hyde. Tony nominee. Um, yeah. He came in and he was super prepared, like amazing for this regional theater thing. It wasn't a Broadway thing. You know, it's a regional theater. It's good speed. It's still an important thing. But he was more prepared than a lot of the younger people who auditioned, which I thought was amazing. He had everything memorized. Everything. Like, it's a huge amount of stuff that they had to learn. Where other people, you know, they're using their sides. They weren't prepared. So it even happens in professionals where... There's a degrees of preparedness. So going from there, let's talk about the upcoming auditions for Genesius. What do you want to see then uh, with these particular shows coming up? It's just about you know deciding what shows you want to be in. I mean, this season coming up is Spring Awakening, Hairspray Junior, Cat in the Hot Tin Roof, oh, okay, yeah. mm-hmm. then Guys and Dolls, mm-hmm. which Hairspray Junior, by the way, is 6 to 14-year-olds. And Guys and Dolls is the whole show. It's not a junior show. It's the whole show, but it's our kids, uh, uh, 13 or 12 to, to 18, 19 years old. So, but it's, but it's that youth. And then Chicago after that, you know, all ages. And then, well, not kids, but all ages. And then, <laughs> no kids. Not a lot of children. Yeah, yeah and then, sunshine. And then a in, in October, we're doing a show that we can't announce yet, but take a chance on it. Yes. And, uh, and then the last one is The Little Mermaid, which, you know, has a, a big cast. So what you got to do is if you're auditioning, like say there's a part in each one, we need to hear you sing and do all that, need to do all that singing and blah, blah, blah. Now, we might cut you off. That's the other thing. If we cut you off, it doesn't mean that we hated you. It might mean that, but it doesn't mean that we did. I mean, there are times when we'll just say, well, we heard enough. We don't need to hear you sing five songs. Mm -hmm. And so my last question then is this, because this seems to be something that is the most important thing in theater, and basically that is showing up, the commitment to that show. And I want to hear from each of you talking about 
the commitment to a show, what that means, and owning the show. <sighs> well, I mean, really, it, it, it's an issue that's really a major problem today. People do not have the commitment level, and I, I sound like an old guy here, that we had when we were younger. I wouldn't have dared done some of the things that people pull. Commitment means, A, you've decided to do this, these are the rehearsals, you get to as many as possible, you're there on time, you're prepared, that's what it means. And we rehearse Sunday all day, 1 to 9, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and sometimes a Saturday is thrown in. It's a big commitment, but we only rehearse for two months. So you're not here three, four months, you know, four days a week, three days a week, but it's a very intense rehearsal period and you got to commit to it. The other thing that's very frustrating is that people, you know, they make a commitment and then like you said, like you said earlier, Chris, they all of a sudden, I got this, I got that. You mean you had no idea that you were going to have school events and this and soccer and, you know, I've heard every, we've heard it all, right? Oh. We have heard it all. Chris. And in this day of social media, don't don't like say that, oh, my, my work and school commitments are too much. And then you post on Facebook, you got a, a, a lead elsewhere. Yeah, we've had, we've you know, actually, it's like. To piggyback on that, as far as when it comes time to the, the rehearsals and the committing to the piece, committing to hopping on this train and taking this journey and everything and, and committing to tell that story as best you can. I had a, a, a very wonderful experience the last, the last two or three shows I did as a director where it was, you know, there was lots of buy-in, you know, just meaning that I, as, it, as the director, and was very passionate about, about what the story I was telling in the show itself, getting to, to bring that to writing audiences and just making sure that everybody has that kind of passionate level and that kind of commitment to it and, and knowing that you're doing a beautiful thing. You, you really are. I, I have always said that I feel personally musical theater is one of the finest of, of art forms. And I love what we get to do here. And I love that our contributions to that art form, you know, and I think if we as directors, choreographers, production team are, are passionate as we are, I think that just bleeds over into a cast. And I think that that really gets them on board and, and gets them. And we hope they come along with us for that for that journey. Our lead people are usually tremendously committed. You know, our, our lead in supporting people, I think, are always very committed. I don't. It's rare that we have a cat. Like I, I can't think in, boy, in the recent history where I felt we had somebody who wasn't committed when they had a part. It's the ensemble thing that is where. People just think, oh, well, I'm just seeing the ensemble. Well, you're not just. Not true. You are the foundation of the show. And besides being the foundation, there's, like you said, there's so much to do. You're like, you know, a lot of times you're doubling on roles. You're coming in as this person, that person. You mentioned mentioned Sideshow. There was, I mean, of course, obviously, Daisy and Viola are the the most difficult roles. But then there there was a a, a woman in the ensemble of Sideshow that we counted had more costume changes than Daisy and Violet and had more, I think, minute for minute, more stage time. Um, Or you think of show like Titanic. Absolutely. Where like if you don't have an ensemble, you don't have a show. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make any sense because you yeah. don't, you lose Absolutely. the idea of the actual reality of what's happening. I mean, I was con- I mean, in that show I was considered one of the supporting, you know, feature players. I think I had two scenes. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Right. And and the whole two and a half hours. There's a different dynamic and camaraderie too in the ensemble that I think you learn than when you're when you're just like a role. You know, you like a lot of times I've heard lead people say, "Well, I feel so separated like cuz mm-hmm. I'm I'm this character Character, mm-hmm. And all these people are having so much fun over there doing these. I don't get to be in that song. You get to be in that song. So there's, there's something great about being in the ensemble. Mm-hmm. And I know, boy, I spent a lot of time in the ensemble in, in my teen years. And 
I learned a lot from that. And I think mm-hmm. that's key. It's a learning experience. If you get to see veterans up there doing stuff, yeah. it's like you had said initially, steal, imitate, steal, learn. I don't know. And I can say just from the short amount of time that I've been here, I have watched people come from the ensemble who only ever got ensemble roles who were, they're the leads now. Like they absolutely mm-hmm. are being moved up into lead positions because they did the work and they, you know, and they made the improvements. You know, we also have an expectation here that you'll help out. Okay, like, you know, this is a community theater. And, you know, I know other theaters, they don't make you paint or whatever. We don't do as much of that anymore. We, you know, we have a lady who does a lot of her painting. We have somebody who builds. But sometimes we need help. Sometimes we do need some help painting. Sometimes we need things to be carried or picked up or, you know, cleaned in the place. And that's also important about being a part of this theater, that you are also involved, not just on that stage, but backstage, et cetera. Right. And there's so much one can learn, too, doing sound, doing costumes, doing all these other Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Because you don't have a show if you don't have those things. Even if they call on you to maybe do them, it doesn't mean that it's not fun. It doesn't mean that you're not learning something. It doesn't mean that you're not a big part of that experience that someone who comes in, sits down with their ticket, and is about to enjoy that show is going to get out of that experience. It's, oh, yeah. it's a big puzzle, and there's all the different pieces to the puzzle. Oh, my God. I mean... Jane, who started this theater, used to God say, you know, like when, when you uh, are doing lights, she would say, you know, like think of it like you're painting with the light, like you know, when you're you're turning that spotlight on and you're, you know, you're honing in. It's like you're on stage, you know, really, and and you get such a a good feeling to help that actor or make the show work. Uh, Kelly McGillis, who was here uh, mm-hmm. from what? Witness. 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 Yeah. The accused. She, yeah. She. Uh, top, she top, said, gun. Yeah, top gun. Top gun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She. She. The innkeepers, she came which here is my and talked to, a great talk movie. to the kids. She did a lot of backstage work. You know, when she got into movies, her friends were the crew because mm-hmm. they loved her because she respected who they were, and and they took good care of her, and that's a key thing to learn. And so, as we kind of close out, then. What is the Genesis difference? You will honestly, and I, and I mean this truly, sincerely, you will honestly never have an experience, a theatrical experience, like you will here. I have been doing shows since I was six years old. I have been in this building for the better part of 22, 23 years. And I, I have gone elsewhere and done wonderful things with, with wonderful companies. I always come back. I always come back to my home, which is Genesius, a company that had that embraced me, that allowed me to explore work as a director and has afforded me incredible opportunities as a performer that has trusted in me, that has believed in me, that has supported me, the intimacy of the venue, the way that we are able to do the smallest, most intimate of plays and the biggest of of mammoth musicals in in our same little 96 seat space and that we get to sing with 14, 15, 16 piece orchestras. Yes, we do the, the, the pop boilers and the classic musicals, but we also take risks and do little known shows that, that we get to, to bring to the community. It's just there's, there's, there's nothing like it. I, for one, am proud to really be a part of that. So. And I'll tell you, I walked on the stage, what, 1997, the first time? 98. 98. 1998 <laughs> for the first time. And I'm sitting around the table now with four out of the five people here doing shows there at the time are yep. still here. And that speaks a lot to the quality of the production, the quality of the family. Absolutely. That, Excellent word, family. Yeah, that, that is this place. That it draws people back, not just for the quality of theater that you're doing, but the company that you're sharing. Uh, and so I thank everyone for sitting down with me today. We will see you again thank soon. Thank you for having us. Uh, thank you. Thank you. It was great. 